Welcome. I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes. Episode 6. Ladies and gentlemen, today we will be talking about schooling. Whether that be homeschooling, public school, private school, maybe even daycare. But that topic of schooling kind of is covered by all of those individual subtopics. And it is a great topic to talk about for Chase and I based on the age of our kids and where they're at in their education levels. Our past. <laughs> and it's uh, especially with what's going on everywhere in the world right now, too. It's also a good topic to kind of get involved with what's going on with, you know, what's happening in the public schools and, you know, why you might want to take a different route with private school or maybe you do want to homeschool your kids. So this will be one that we're going to kind of dive into. We got a lot of history with not necessarily public school. Cause I don't think you went to public school at all. I did for you six to, weeks. Oh, okay. So you got a, a smidgen of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were definitely, I was definitely homeschooled kindergarten to eighth grade. And then I went to a private high school, and then I went to a community college. I guess you would call that a public community college, I guess. But I think it's a good one to touch on for everybody uh, in the day and age today with everything that's going on, especially with what we can share with our you know, expertise on homeschool experience. That'll be a good one Let's for go. what's going on in the world. Um, to touch on things, again, ladies and gents, I want to let you know our email address. Um, it's fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. Again, it's fathers.not, D-O-T, but a period, fathers.unscripted.com. I mean, at gmail.com, <laughs> forgive me. We'll get a website eventually. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. We'll, we'll do Instagram and all that stuff. Maybe do something fun like that. We can post cool, cool quotes and whatnot because, you know, a lot of fatherhood stuff, you know, I've always looked at quotes as something that's inspirational. Gets you up. Dad. Makes yeah. you, gets you through the day. Gets you pumped up <laughs> to do certain things, but as far as updates, I have none, and we're just going to dive into this bad boy. And as always, my co-host, Chase Glom, take it over. Uh, so first, let's talk about uh, the homeschool perception, yes. or yes. Uh, I, I would say the cliche of your kid's going to be awkward. Oh, man. You, they won't be able to function in society. Nerd nerd they won't know how to dress uh they'll be socially awkward they'll be all those things um that's false now mike and i have met our fair share of they are are out there (laughs) the stereotypical uh homeschooler who is struggles to engage in a conversation and has social cues, uh, so there's that. But majority of the people that I've met that uh, were homeschooled, are, are, they turned out pretty normal, and they've turned out pretty successful by society standards, but just are great human beings. And it's funny because when people ask me, when, whenever it comes up, and they'll, they, they'll go, oh, you were homeschooled? Really? You're so normal. Like, <laughs> 
well, all, a lot of my friends were homeschooled and they're normal. So I don't know. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know what 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 you're talking about now. And we were homeschooled when it wasn't like a thing to really do. I feel like, well, not okay. For for context here, we we grew up in California, so it really wasn't a thing in California. If you go out to the Midwest, uh, Oklahoma particularly, there's a ton of people that were homeschooled for some part of their life. Um, and there's a lot of high schools that like engage with like a homeschool group and, and so forth. So it might just be where we're at, but when we were growing up, homeschooling was like not a, a cool thing to, to be a part of. And, um, I think it'd be cool to talk to our moms about this on how much flack they got from other people. Um, Oh, I got some insight on that already. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Cause I know that like my mom, uh, would get some interesting conversations when we would go to like little league games and and soccer stuff and so forth but i w- really enjoyed uh homeschool when i look back on it and my my road to an education was back and forth so was homeschooled for first and second went to a private school for third and fourth homeschooled for fifth through seventh I totally forgot that yeah time. yeah i was all I over totally the place about that. and then i went to a private school at eighth grade went to a different private school for high school. Um, and my junior year, I transferred to a public school for six weeks. And if we get to those stories, I'll, you'll know why I went right back to a private school. Uh, went to a state school in California out of high school, which was a crazy wake-up call for me. Uh, transferred to a local community college and then found my way back out to a private uh, university uh, in Oklahoma. So my road was back and forth uh, growing up and the the homeschool route, I feel like actually did a really, did wonders for me. I agree. And uh, for me, quick backstory with my timeline, same, but I was literally kindergarten to eighth grade, strictly homeschool. My eighth grade year, which I would not recommend for homeschooling, is getting the videotapes to watch a class yes (laughs) and it was the stupidest thing i ever had to sit through so i ended up not sitting through it so lucky for me i was in a room with a tv and i would just fast forward to the end get the homework assignment and watch golf or espn or whatever while i did my homework which was basically what homeschool is yes homeschool as a as a broad spectrum or just a broad overstatement is like you basically do a little bit of the lesson and then the rest of the time you're doing the work which is basically homeschool i mean uh homework yes and, and oh go, go for ahead. it go for it go for it go for it i was just saying it, it's not very long like literally no, that's, we, that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> we would do it it was like an hour a day of school work and like there were times like maybe you had some extra stuff you could put off to the side and like, uh, mom, can I just do this later? It's just writing A a bunch of times or my capital A, my lowercase A. And like, yeah, go ahead. So we would go play. Then later we would sit and do it while we watch cartoons or whatever. But it was always a short chunk of time, which was why I think we both agree in the aspect of homeschool was so much fun when looking back on it because we got to play yep. all the time. Yeah, and I, for for people out there, my homeschooling experience was not an hour. I, I was not as smart as any of the Sims boys. So homeschooling for me took a little longer. Hey, okay. hey. My day usually started at 8 or 9, and I finished at around 11 or noon. So I had a 
steeper learning curve. Uh, the Sims boys uh, were were and are highly intelligent human beings. So uh, <laughs> give us too much credit. They they got to play a lot more, but we were done at eleven, and we got to play a ton, which means not just like video games and stuff. Like we didn't really have no. we we had video no. games, but we didn't play it. We were making BMX tracks. We made a golf a three hole golf course at my yard. Yeah, making forts, exper- basically doing experiments. We had, a baseball field. we had a baseball field at my house. We had the parks uh, close by. And like we talked about in the last episode, we went bike riding around town. We were always doing something outside until the sun went down. We made luge boards and, yes. and fox sleds, oh a lot of uh, scrapes and bruises. Almost killed ourselves numerous times. Numerous times. Uh, thought having a old blind uh, blinds on the back of a go-kart was going to slow it down. Don't forget the rocks we tied into it to help the it ro- ride down. <laughs> So you learn all this stuff yeah, and you don't read about it. You just learn it and you, you go for it. And um, our socializing though, we're one with each other and other homeschoolers. So it wasn't like we were never seeing other kids our age, but we were, our families were very active in the community, uh, mm-hmm. playing sports, uh, basketball, baseball, soccer. Uh, church. We had church events that we were uh, very involved in. Yep. So like we were around kids our age all the time. And I think that's where a lot of people think you don't develop social cues is like, Oh, you're just gonna be homeschooled and stay in your little box or whatever and not be in the public. But we were constantly going somewhere after school was out. Yeah. That's so far from the truth for us. Like literally, um, we would go, there was a certain homeschool like group activities. Like we had the homeschool skate at the local skate rank or roller rink. Oh, and it was tearing every, up that place. <laughs> it was awesome. But it was, every, <laughs> I think it was every Tuesday if I'm every not Tuesday. mistaken. And it was in the morning and there were those socially awkward kids there. And yes. <laughs> it was almost like a, like a, <laughs> it was almost like that middle school atmosphere where you have clicks in, in the homeschool group. <laughs> And it's like me, you, the LaMarches, you know, like we'd all be hanging out over there, the Whitmers. Yeah. We'd all be kind of hanging out. I, you know, I always kind of thought maybe the, the Whitmers were kind of like in between that socially awkward and somewhat <laughs> normal family group. And they know I feel that way. We've talked about it. But <laughs> <laughs> even there, though, you would see it. And it's like when people, would, like you were saying, bringing up the homeschool stuff, and like, oh, wow, you're homeschool. It's like, well, yeah. Those kids are the homeschool kids. <laughs> yeah. We're the ones who just do schoolwork at home. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much all it all was, really. And what was really cool um, about being homeschooled, too, is you do school at your own pace. Um, mm-hmm. now, now, with that, there, was, there are some downsides because I feel like homeschool, you don't really get put in a, a test environment. So once I got to school... I struggled with test anxiety because yep. for the first Same. time I had to take a test and get it done in a certain amount of time. I, if I was getting frustrated, I couldn't just stand up, take a breather like you can when you're homeschooled because mm-hmm. when you're homeschooled, it's about understanding the concepts and it might take you a little longer. It's not within a frame of like do this in this amount of time and know it like right away. And so that was all really new for me. And then I had a hard time. It took me a while to get, uh, I guess, 
organized or time, like having a structured train of thought. I had to train myself to do that. I'm now like, I don't want to say OCD, uh, but like now I have to have systems in place and I very structured, but I, that, that was a tr- like a learned uh, skill because being homeschooled, you have this sort of like, there's like no reference for time, I guess, in your learning or there's no time pressure. Mm-hmm. And so, and you have a lot of creativity. And so like when you get to school, it's like, how do I structure all that into I guess segments as opposed to just like, oh, you didn't finish your math today. Guess what? We're not going to do homework, but you're going to just have double tomorrow. And that was that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no worries. Uh, History was watching the History Channel, maybe pulling up uh, some books from the library because, again, the internet really wasn't um, a thing to go research information when you're in like the the mid-90s. And so we just go to the library, go find some books, read some books. And, and that was history class. And it's, it's just kind of interesting because I, I know there's other people with different experiences, but what we lacked would be, I guess, like the structure of getting things done in a timely manner, testing and being good at that. And, and then uh, there was just other th- like little things that I think my mom, I don't know about your mom, but my mom just didn't feel like it was very important and it turned out to not be very important to be honest. Uh, but in the school system, you get to school and it's just, there's a learning curve you have to make up because you didn't learn it when you're homeschooled. And again, it doesn't, I mean, it didn't affect me whatsoever in my life later on. So, <laughs> but I think you would agree that, uh, both our moms had things pretty structured to the point of you had to do this today. Yes. You know, just checked off, you know, tomorrow we're doing this check that off like my mom had a running binder yep with a list of each kid what they had to do that day yep. and then a whole it lesson was plan for everybody yep it was a whole lesson plan all the whole school year long and um granted we might have had individual like hour of schoolwork, but we had a group session before we had individual time yep. so the group session was you know my mom would read us uh a bible devotions Either it was either the Bible to start with, or then like a story out of a book, and mm-hmm. she would read us, you know, a chapter a day out of a book, so we could hear, you know, audible words coming from my mom, so we could learn how things were phrased a certain way or whatnot while we were playing with Play-Doh or whatever. So it was like we were doing the whole like that's why we're so creative with a lot of things, is because of the creativity like leniency that we had with a bunch of different things, and I think that was super helpful for me in my life today especially with how I was taught because my mom would show me something and she might show me once or twice. And if I could see now in my adulthood, my adult life, especially now in machining and the career that I've chosen, if somebody just shows me something and shows me how to do it one time, I can do it after that. They don't have to show me again. They don't have to explain things to me again. I just need to have somebody show me how to do something. Right now, you know, I take pride in what I do. I don't need anybody to show me anything anymore. <laughs> but in the aspect of, you know, development as an adult in, in like not having a job all through high school because I was in sports and then I got into the careers and like having different jobs and whatnot, I would excel because all it took was somebody showing me something and I was able to do it. And I learned all of that through homeschooling as well as the creative writing like my parents would have us do 20-minute writing every day where you just sat there and I hated it, 
But my mom would be like, just write whatever you want for 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to write how much I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) I hate doing this. This is so pointless or whatever. But it was just the fact of using your brain in a way that you're not comfortable with necessarily and just doing it and getting out of that little uh, comfort zone that you have, even though it's in homeschool and you're just comfortable the entire time. They, my mom would make us learn things in a certain way and really develop our minds to wrap around the fact that this is homeschool. It's different. You know, she would always say like, this is not how it's done in public school or private school or whatever. It's, it's different, but you're going to learn it this way. Yes. And I think that transition from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade, it, it almost got less and less because, you know, as you grow and you get a little bit more rebellious, you don't want to do this. You hold the fast forward button on your teacher. <laughs> um, it, you kind of get lenient. But when I got to high school, so I went to a private high school, uh, same as you, <clears throat> same as your brother, same as all of my brothers. We all went to the same high school. But literally, it it's not bragging, but I didn't really feel like it was challenging until like the end of my sophomore year going into my junior year. Like I felt like my freshman year was a breeze. I felt like I was well prepared for it. Like you, I agree with you on the testing thing. I was not ready for the testing stuff like i'm not a studier <laughs> well it, it was as crazy was is so one of the things that i remember in homeschool was just hurry up and get your homework or the, the schoolwork done so you could play like yep this is what the, the the lesson plan says how long do you need to do this so if you're having a panic attack or you're just having a bad day right my mom would go up you know go walk around for 20 minutes don't go play but like just take a break and it's like but the longer i do that then i don't get to play so mm-hmm. I remember being able to crush that. I remember creative writing was me just writing about baseball. So it wasn't very creative. Uh, it was literally probably just baseball. All my journals from like <laughs> first and second grade and fifth grade is all about baseball. And But that developed a storytelling skill, I think, uh, within me. I, I have been told I tell good stories. Don't know if that's true or people just try to make conversation. I'm going to lean in that it's true. So, And we that, do have a podcast. So, I mean, uh, I mean that, yes. probably pretty true. <laughs> That tells all, uh, <laughs> but that, that it just changed a little bit. So then when we got to school, I was like, you homework, just get it done. Uh, if there was like, I didn't want homework. I was going to get it done. But the studying for tests didn't really would, did not help me at all. Like you, um, I didn't really feel challenged in any of my classes until I had bad teachers. And yeah, and that, that was more. like only reason I felt like, cause, uh, just for anyone that didn't go to Monta Vista during the time we were at Monta Vista, there was plenty of time. It was a private school. And so they would have teachers that like majored in English or whatever, and would be teaching geometry. Mm. Or we had, uh, uh, someone that was a mathematician or whatever, and he was teaching earth science for three years. So like they had a hard time actually matching the profession or like the background of each teacher to what they could be teaching. So what you ended up getting is just a lot of bad teachers just trying to teach out of the book. So it didn't make any sense. And when we had that, that's the only time I kind of struggled because I wouldn't learn anything. I'd have to teach myself in my free time. But whenever I had a good teacher at that school, man, high school was easy. And the same thing happened in college. When I had a good college teacher, college was easy. Yeah, when I got to college is when I got more of my freedom. So I kind of... Uh, made some different choices in my life at that point in time because of the entire time going through middle school and all that stuff in high school. I didn't have the adult freedom that I gained in college and the 
the second semester of college, I moved out of my parents' house and was living with buddies and you know, that, you know what happens. Well, that. Oh, that's, that's, that's a lot of college stories right there. Like right? you finally get a taste of not having to be on your parents' schedule or even the school schedule, right? Cause you get to, to college and you do a class or once, once or twice a week and that's it. Uh, you don't do a lot of busy work. That's actually what I like college when I first like started doing, there wasn't a whole lot of busy work. Like you're going to do the work. Like if you're in an English class, you're going to write and it's yep. going to be teaching you on how to write better. So I didn't mind that. It was when you're in high school and you have to read these books that are so pointless to me, don't even remember them, and then having to write on them and discuss them and make projects. And the projects where I felt kind of pointless because we already done all this creativity stuff when we were in high school. And it was, or sorry, when you're homeschooled and then we get to high school and have to do these projects again. So when we got to college, it was like, I felt like it was no like waste of time um within the the important classes not yeah. the the electives that are completely pointless <laughs> and i would totally agree with that because um i still had that structure of setting aside time to do the work when i was at home so throughout my college career i guess i had jobs i figured you know you're you were able to go and play sports in college and whatnot I decided not to pursue sports, even though I know I could have. Should have. I definitely should have. But I decided that I was just going to start working because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do as a man and whatnot. I needed to take care of myself since I was going to be living on my own. I was going to work, even though I didn't necessarily need to. I did it anyways. And I kind of put sports to the side, but I still had the structure because I was working part-time. So I made sure my school days were only two days a week. So I scheduled my classes to where, you know, one class in the morning and then in the evening on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I worked the other days. And then I made sure I got all my homework done when I needed to get it done. I set aside time. I locked myself in my room. I wrote my papers. I did all that. So, like, I still had that structure, which was really nice. But I think what got me was just the leniency. There was nobody, like, punishing me for like, not showing up to class or not doing this, not doing that. And that's where I kind of, like, slacked a bit. But that had nothing to do with homeschool. That was just me, me becoming an adult and making my own decisions, right? Yeah, make it, yeah. You you become a you're living on your own. You start making adult decisions. At that time, they're always wrong. When you're 18, 19, and 20, I don't know if very many people at that age make the right decision when they I start mean, living I, on their own. And I I changed my major three times before yep. I graduated. Same here. Yep. And so I have a degree in criminal justice that I don't use. That's hey. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but it's great. It is so good on a resume because it's a great conversation piece. And they, they know that, oh, well, this guy was going to be a cop. and He must be a great person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm going to be 35 this month. And uh, I got my degree in speech communications. And I've just now started a podcast. So hey, it, it's taken me that long to do anything with my, my degree. Um, and I went to a private school, so that was not a cheap degree. Um, but yeah, I changed my major three times. I went from going into college, being a business major, because I was going to be uh, rich. And then I went to kinesiology major, didn't know anything about the body. And then <laughs> I took a communication class and I was like, I really like this kind of uh, public speaking doesn't bother me. I actually nice. really, really like it. Yeah. So I was like, what can I do? And I took all the comm classes at that JUCO, uh, decided that was going to be the major. And I also like in my head, I wanted to be like a coach. But my backup plan was 
this is in 2007-ish, I was like, you know what? There's going to be a time where people are going to learn need to learn how to speak or like converse or talk or communicate. And I wanted to kind of like lean into that. And if someone needed help, I wanted to be able to be the person to help them. Uh, that hasn't been a thing yet, but it's helped me a lot when, my, in, when I was coaching. Uh, all that communication, education, like I really dove into that. Like I took ownership of that degree. I loved every class I took. And I wanted to get better at communicating and speaking and storytelling. And that's something that I took a lot of pride in once I got into the, my, like, once I found that niche. Again, the, the, that's not everybody's story coming out of uh, homeschooling. But I, I've, at this age, when I find someone that was homeschooled, it's not, they don't come off to me as weird. And I guess this would be a good way to to segue into like we both have kids now. Uh, mine are in second, first, and one started uh, like pre pre kindergarten, preschool. I don't know. He's three, so whatever that is, he's he's in school three times a week, half a day, so not enough. And <laughs> and so they're they're in a private school, um, but I know we have talked about homeschooling because I've done it before. Uh, my wife was never homeschooled. And so that's something where, you know, these are decisions that we have to make and they, they come back to like family, morals, beliefs, and financial because private schools cost a lot and uh, public schools don't. So when you have to like decide what that means and what age uh, I'm interested to know what your thoughts going to like what it is now because I don't Mackenzie's not in a school correct correct so I, I'm interested to to know kind of like what your current thought process is like today and we can kind of see as we de- like evolve this podcast and we kind of grow this thing like how that changes because I'm sure yeah. mine will change and it's that's what's cool about this podcast that we started too is that this is going to grow as along with our kids and their experience in life which is why I think it's such a good you know, topic for us with the father's unscripted part of things is that the kids are going to grow and granted our topics might somewhat stay the same, but they're going to be evolving because the kids are going to be growing at the same time. So as far as my kids, uh, my son Uriah is two and my daughter Mackenzie is five. So she's in kindergarten and uh, my wife and I have always kind of agreed because I've shared all the stories that I've shared with her basically about homeschool and how great it was and how much I loved it and how much I look back on it now and I cherish all those moments being homeschooled and being able to go to the museums, being able to go to the zoo when it was time for us to go to the zoo or whatever, because we were learning stuff. It wasn't like it, we always saw it as a trip. When I I look back on it now, it was, it was all learning experiences for us. So now for us, we haven't picked a necessary, like a, a curriculum to follow. We've kind of picked up books from Costco because Costco is actually a good resource for just those pre-K, kindergarten, first, second grade books to do at home. We've picked up books on uh, Amazon, just picking certain things here and there. We've kind of just, you know, picked certain things here and there. But Mackenzie was already reading last year. She was starting to read letters and words and whatnot and started to spell on her own. So this year is kind of just continuing to to groom that aspect of her of being able to write letters and so basically the books that we have now is just like learn your penmanship learn your letters learn how to write it not backwards write it the right way and because that's <laughs> what kids always do they write the b's backwards yep. and the c's right backwards 
I can't so, tell what a three and an E is anymore. <laughs> and it's prevalent among the youngsters. But along with that, we bought Uriah the same kind of books, even though he's not even in kindergarten. He's only two, like uh, almost two and a half. Well, he's two and a half now. But uh, he's just kind of following his sister because he sees his sister doing something. So he'll grab his book and be like, Dad, I want to do school too. <laughs> like, so it's all right, buddy. Let's <laughs> pop this bad boy open and get it going. But we've always been on the realm of um, we want to teach our kids. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to be the one teaching our kids or Ellis wants to be the one teaching our kids because we know um, teaching them ourselves, we know what they're learning and we know yeah. you know, their speed on things. We know where they're at necessarily. And you can really get that out of a private school because of the relationships you can have with certain teachers and the faculty depending on what school you go to. Usually, and it's usually a ratio thing too. Yes. And um, like you said, with the price, that's always iffy. And living in California, everything's so freaking expensive. I mean, California's cheap. Yeah. it's. I mean, we could get by <laughs> sending them both to private school now every day of the week. But, you know, we choose. No, it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> we, we put Mackenzie in um, a daycare system last year, like uh, end of 2019 going into 2020. And we more put that, we put her in there just for a social aspect, like get her out there with kids, get her in the kind of the environment of learning how to be in school in a sense yep. and whatnot. And the only reason why she wanted to go was just to play with friends. 100%. Like they had nap time. She's like, I don't nap. So my daughter has a nap since she was like a year and like four months. And my son stopped napping like six months ago. <laughs> so my kids don't nap. So the, the whole daycare thing doesn't really work. There's only a, like a, a, there's only a couple of kids that didn't nap along with her, and she didn't want to play with those kids. So it's almost like, well, they nap for like an hour, and we pick you up like two hours later. So you're only there for a few hours because my work schedule is 5 a.m. to 1 p.m., and then I would just go up there and pick her up, and like daycare started at like 8. So she was only in there for a few hours. So it was like, okay, let's just pull her out. It was expensive in the first place. We pulled her out when COVID started because like, I didn't want to make her wear a mask in daycare either. So we pulled her out then, and we like really dove into the fact that you know we just want to be around them as much as we can. And it also, it's a big one for all parents too is scheduling. Yeah. It works for us because my wife, she's out on maternity leave now because we have a baby due in a month. Um, so it's actually really nice now. But before, she was working nights. And I'm working mornings, so then it's someone's always home with them. Mm-hmm. And basically, if she's not able to do schoolwork with them during the day, fine. When I get home, I'll do schoolwork with them because it's only like an hour. Yep. Which is nothing. And you know, sometimes Uriah will nap, so it's great one-on-one time to do schoolwork with Mackenzie then. But he's definitely not napping anymore. But still, it's just it's really a big you know talking to your spouse, figuring out what works best. If homeschool works, I would definitely recommend that to everybody too because it's fun for the parents to be able to actually teach your kids, if, especially if you have the right demeanor. Yeah, if you have if, the patience. Yeah, that's, that's the right word. If you have the right amount of patience to sit there with your kid, let them struggle, let mm-hmm. them get frustrated, let them get angry at you because they don't want to learn this anymore and still have the patience and even keelness to just continue on. Let them know it's okay to be frustrated, but we still need to do this. It's not, it's not going to be forever. You're going to get through with this page in no time, blah, blah, blah. So it's a lot of balancing and communicating with the spouse to make sure that, you know, you guys can do something like this. And then it's really just picking the curriculum that you want to use. Yeah. And, and that's something too, uh, we, we didn't know if 
uh, up here in Washington last year was going to close or not. So we bought a bunch of stuff and then ended up opening. And so we sent them. So I have a bunch of homeschool stuff just sitting in the storage, which is going to be completely useless in like three years. Cause yeah, I never know. But what we were doing, which, which we started doing is we have a friend out here who, who knows German and also has a bunch of fun little games on the computer that he was like introducing to them. So in our, our summertime slash free time, we would, he, they would practice German, which is oh, kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much they remember it now, but it was something they, they enjoyed doing and it wasn't me teaching them or my wife teaching them. And then uh, they introduced this game and my middle son like latched onto it. So basically it's, a website that has all like you could do all kinds of different scenarios, but it's the States. So it's the United States and it's blank. And then the thing will just say like North Dakota and you have to click on where North Dakota is. And if you get it right, it highlights it in green. And if you get it wrong, it marks it in yellow or whatever. And it has a timer. And so my, seven-year-old well he was six when he started doing this he knew the 50 state like where all all 50 states were nice when he was i still don't know that when he was six years old (laughs) and and then it got to a point where like let's just see how fast he can do it and he was doing it he was able to do it in like two and a half three minutes and it was because he liked doing it so it was just like okay we'll just keep leaning into this and now that he's seven he knows obviously the states he knows all of south uh, South America. He knows a little, uh, like half of Central America. He knows all of Western, Eastern, and uh, Southern Europe, and nice, dude. Like, uh, he knows all of Northern Europe too, because just the Scan- Scandinavian countries essentially. And we're working on, uh, like, the like Southeast Asia and and those that area of the map. Now, <laughs> I don't even know if he was down here. He could tell everyone. <laughs> But he knows all that, but he loves doing it. And so we just like lean into that. But you're not going to learn that when you're seven years old in first grade. One, that's not a part of the curriculum. And I I think that's going to serve valuable, like valuable lessons to him later on. But like we leaned into that. So we have some games that talk about now each country and and the culture, like their, the country's bird, the, what do they like to do festivals? And they're all in these cards of each country. The sucky part is I have to pick these cards up. And so it's like this giant stack of countries (laughs) and has just a bunch of information on them, but he loves reading them. And so that's something that you have. He's not homeschooled, but that'd be something that we probably like lean into a little bit more if he was homeschooled. Um, My older son uh, loves everything but school. If you ask him what his favorite subject is, he'd probably say recess. Like he just (laughs) wants to play all the time. So getting him to sit down and doing school is not always easy for him. So he does his homework standing up because he can then move freely. And that's just a homeschool. Like I help help him with his homework. So if he's going to answer it all right, great. Uh, For the verse, it's impossible for him to like want to study the Bible verse that's due at the end of the week. Right. You have to recite a verse. um, That's like super popular in private schools for anyone that's not familiar with it. So I write football routes. And there, uh, the play is the verse. So to, to this week's was Psalm 37, three through four. So the play is Psalm 37, three through four and the top part. So Psalms three was a couple football routes and under the route is like 
the sentence of the verse and I broke it up into segments so he can remember it. And then Psalms four was the, the, the second play. And so what he does is he just like looks at these routes and then he remembers the sentences and that's how we do it. That is awesome. And I only do that because I know he's obsessed with football right now. So I'm going to lean into that. And if he can remember Bible verses, if he can remember math equations or or whatever around stuff he he likes, it's going to stick. And so again, I, my, my, I was doing this the other day and my wife like looked at me and was like, are you seriously writing football routes? And I'm writing no, it'll it It'll make down. sense. It'll yeah, make and, sense. <laughs> and I'm writing the routes. And at the very end, his favorite route is the nine route, right? Every, every kid's favorite oh, route is yeah. the nine route, which if you're not a football person, it's the go route. It's, you just run straight. And Mike so to Aaron right there. Mike <laughs> to Aaron. <laughs> so I'm writing these routes and the verses and everything. And then he's just like, write the nine route, dad. Write the nine route, dad. Write the nine route. I'm like, all right. So I wrote the nine route last with the last <laughs> sentence or whatever. Oh, and man. He had the Bible verse test today, and I we, we always recite it on Friday morning before he goes, and easy, like clockwork, just boom, 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 set it, and it's just knowing your kids' learning style. And it's, for me, that's a lot of fun. One, because I'm a coach at heart. I love finding someone's like way of learning or like when there's that light bulb goes off in anything. And so when you're homeschooling your kids or doing any type of like schooling, educating of your kids – uh, you have to kind of figure out what makes them tick, what makes them want to learn, what makes them remember the things they're learning. Yeah. And so with Kyrie, it's the hardest because he just doesn't want to learn naturally. It's just like, ah, let's go play catch with footballs and, and baseballs and let's go kick the soccer ball in the living room. Like, it's not school. Where Ryder's like, guess what, Dad? I got four pages of homework. Like, yay, I got to sit here and watch <laughs> you do this. Uh, but he's stoked that he has homework and he's stoked that he gets to learn something. And so... That is just uh, it's really it's really cool when you are homeschooling um, or doing any type of educating for your kids to figure out what that is, and uh, those are just two things or a couple things that I think people miss out on those opportunities because yeah. it's it's valuable time you can spend with your kids and they're learning because the figuring out how your kids learn is something that will naturally happen based on, you know, your interactions with them during the day when they get home or whatever, or when you get home and you see them and you're playing with them and you can kind of figure out how they learn stuff. But when you actually start diving into the homeschool aspect of things, it's when you really get to find out how they learn. And with my daughter, she doesn't like being corrected. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if she does something a certain way. Does any woman like to be corrected, though? Mm, not gonna go there right now (laughs) different episode (laughs) but as far as her like i've noticed that you know when she does something i'm like hey mackenzie that's actually backwards let's try it this way and she's like daddy no this is the way it's done and like (laughs) so she's very stern and she gets that from her mother yes and she she likes it her way so it's been interesting to figure out, you know, how I can communicate with her to let her know it's this way. And luckily there's a book right there that shows the right way to do it. So I'll just always refer to the book. I'm like, this is, look at the book, kiddo. And like, I'll try to say an A. Remember how to do an A? You go from left to the top to the down and then across the middle. Blah, blah. So I start writing stories where the, the person's walking up the top of the roof and then he goes to the other side. Then he forgot the piece of wood across the middle. And it's like... <laughs> Love it. So same with like the random things to like help your kid relate to what they're writing with their hand. 
is really important. And it's something that you really learn pretty quick when you're teaching your kids by yourself or on your mm -hmm. own or with your spouse. And before I forget, you brought up writing the verses down and remembering verses. And it reminded me of a punishment when I was growing <laughs> up. <laughs> My mom had this red book. And we hated the red book <laughs> because it was a red book of verses. And if, <laughs> if we got in trouble enough, we had to sit down and my mom would pull out the red book and she would scroll through and we're just sitting there pouting and whining about something. And then she'd, oh, you're going to write this. So basically we would write the verse over and over again, front and back of the page, depending on how much trouble we were, on, if we were in. And it's like, that's how we got a lot of verses drilled into our brain. <laughs> but um, when you brought up the writing the routes for your son to remember certain phrases of or certain sections of the verse, that is exactly like what homeschool is about in my eyes because it's figuring out how your kid learns and then helping them learn to their their fullest capability you know to learn something a certain way and in public school they don't get something like that they get the broadband this is how you learn this if you can't learn it then you need to go home and figure it out with your parents or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like that's not fair to the kid it's in my eyes. It's not fair to them to sit there and make them feel like they're less than because they can't learn something like everybody else. And, and, and the same amount of time, essentially, because they can yeah. learn it. But there's always a there's that time crunch, and some of it is I don't I don't think the fault of the teacher. I think it's just the system, to be honest. And, and sometimes I will put it on the fault of the teacher because yes, they don't too. they don't even recognize that the kid's learning a certain way. Cause there are public school teachers out there that will take the time that will sit with the kid when mm -hmm. they're struggling and they will help them learn something. So I don't want to say it's like every teacher, but for, for the most part, it's every it's, teacher just gets the, the milkshake of everybody learns this way. So everyone's going to taste the flavor and they're all going to like it. Yep. And it's like, well, not all the kids are going to like it. They may want mint chocolate chip instead of a strawberry shake or whatever it's like well they all learn differently and i think e even for us in in homeschool your brother learned a certain way yes my brothers learned a certain way matt lamarche learned a certain way mm -hmm. the whitmers learned a certain way and then like when we got together because uh we had a homeschool group that i think it was the abca all boys christian academy because it was all boys that is <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's what it was called. I might be wrong. But uh, we got together every Tuesday after that homeschool skate, or it was it might have been Wednesday or something like that. And we had we learned Spanish, we did, you know, presentations to each other. So we got to actually do presentations. We learned woodworking. We made Yeah, we did woodwork. I still have I have the right here under my feet, I have the toolbox yeah. that I made in seventh grade or sixth grade. So it's like we still kind of had that school aspect of learning as a group and i could really see how each kid learned differently because i remember in spanish class matt's mom taught and he would just he would inter interrupt constantly because <laughs> it was his mom teaching and it would be joking and whatnot but it was cool to kind of get that taste if of, someone else teaching too which is kind yes, of nice that was for, huge. for me because it's always my mom so yep. it's just someone different that was huge because that was the one where you know when you're learning in the the garage with Matt's dad who had all of the woodworking stuff. It was like entirely different because he was a yes. Vietnam vet. Yes. You're going to listen to him. It's yes. like another military man teaching somebody. So it's like, it was really good to have that uh, spice of life when you're a homeschool kid too, because I would definitely 
push that. If you could make that happen for your kids when you're homeschooling, try to make that happen too. Because like we talked about in previous episodes with jujitsu and sports and stuff, the kids get to learn something from another adult figure, another teacher figure. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for them because it's not their dad or their mom telling them what to do. It's somebody else. And that somebody else either will or will not tolerate you know, the foolery <laughs> from the kid. And granted, the kid's going to find out, how am I supposed to interact with this person, this person teaching me what I need to know? And that's huge for a homeschool kid when they don't get that necessarily on a day-to-day basis like a kid would in school. Yeah, and I, I think, too, to kind of like lean into that a little bit, uh, when you're homeschooling, you can kind of like push the envelope of what you're teaching kids, like where they're at. So when I was in uh, seventh grade, I mean, I was in algebra one. I don't know if that's like a like popular or not, but like I was in algebra one and then I go to eighth grade and for some reason that school didn't make like accept my algebra one. So I ended up taking eighth grade math. So I went like backwards when I went to school Weird. and then, and then when I went to the high school, they took my eighth grade. So then I had to take like whatever pre-algebra again or whatever when I got to high school. So I, it took me like three years before I got to, to algebra one again. And I took eighth grade, uh, I was doing eighth grade history. So what is that? U.S. history. That's one of the times we do U.S. history in eighth grade, um, I think. And I think because I think you do U.S. history in eighth grade and when you're a junior in high school. Yeah. And I was doing eighth grade history when I was in sixth grade or fifth grade because I just had done all the other history stuff. And so I'm already at that point. And you can kind of just push forward because no one in your class, because it's just you, is holding you back. And mm-hmm. you just have the freedom to keep going forward where I know in cl- like school, like if you have a kid that's super accelerated, if there's no programs to help that kid, like he's stuck at the mercy of whatever the school has. And if you are not of like, if you just take a little longer to learn concepts or whatnot, now a lot more schools have, have better programs now than they did when we were in school. But it's still you're at the mercy of whatever that school has and the 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 pace of the curriculum and I, and again we go back to homeschooling like as a parent you can decide what is important for your kid to learn yep and that's and I all think, go ahead i and I, I was just gonna like finish with like that's super important as a parent like i i know exactly what i want my boys to learn how they want them to behave and what i think is important for them and i would have the ability to do that um, and homeschooling. So we send them to a private school. So I don't, it obviously aligns with our beliefs, um, with what we want them to learn and anything I feel like they need to learn more. We do it at home. Like like again, with the States and the countries and we're working through the constitution right now. Like there's a lot of things that the schools don't have time to teach or don't feel like they need to teach. So I cover it. And that's huge too, because it's also down to that personal choice of the parent, because you can basically teach your kid, whatever you want them to know. And it's if you're taking this at the proper approach of helping your kid develop, you know, in the right way, you teach them what they, you know, they can learn at that level and you can judge where they're at, like you were just saying. And if you feel like they can learn more or go above and beyond their grade level, then help that kid excel because that's also going to teach their, your kid confidence. Yes. You're going to help your kid understand that they are smart. But mm-hmm. they, they they are pushing through this. They are learning at a quicker pace. Like my older brother, Steven, he is the brain in the family. 
And Super smart. He, it seemed like he. it was just a breeze for him to get through Everything high school. Everything came easy It was frustrating. <laughs> it, it was so frustrating because he also had the – he was the one with the attitude in the family. So he had the attitude, but he was also smart. He was the one that I would always fight with. Yes. Like, like, it I was remember. Just, it was fist to cuffs. We were the yes. only ones who would punch each other in the face and stuff. Yeah. But he was the brain, and when he got to high school and college, he breezed through it so fast. And it wasn't like my parents necessarily did anything different with him growing up. It was more like he learned – he was able to learn a certain way, and he got the confidence level so high in himself that he could learn something quickly and be done with it. That and I'm pretty sure, too, just for reference on how smart this guy is, in three years of college, I think he already had a – he graduated in three years with a triple major and a double minor. Is that correct? Or it was a double major, triple minor? Yeah, something like that where he was wearing all the ribbons and the it stuff was a, around it all, Yeah, he couldn't even wear all of them because it just looked ridiculous. Um, and he was also working nights as a yes. security guard. But school and, came easy to him. I, I yeah. remember he graduated in three years with like a triple major, double minor or whatnot. And I was like, like what in the world? Little took, side, I, <laughs> little I side note. school until I was 24. <laughs> little side note for that uh, fisticuff story. Um, in high school, when he was able to drive, he would not drive me to school because he did not <laughs> want to drive me to school for some reason. So he, st- he still made my parents drive me when he drove himself. <laughs> Don't understand it, but he had a brain, and he still has a brain. He's still very intelligent. But every- that's just going back to what I was saying about everybody learns differently. And when you give them the ability to learn in a such a certain way, even when they're learning that in fifth, sixth grade, that junior, senior in college – they still have that same mentality of confidence and I can do this. This is easy for me. And being able to have a kid learn that at such a young age and carry that through their life, like looking at him now and what he's done with his career and how intelligent he is in his schooling, it's like, well, yeah, you could see that he was going to do that when he was younger. Yeah, and, it was no surprise there. Yeah, and, and just being able to feed that for a child is huge for a parent being able to help your your son or daughter grow in that way and then see it come to fruition when they get older, it's like, you know, it, it, it all worked out. You know, I didn't make the mistake that I thought I was making homeschooling my kid. Yeah, and another thing about uh, Stephen, which is interesting, super smart, uh, kind of, not rebellious, actually. I mean, he didn't really do not anything really, no. like rebellious, but was a skater. Yeah. So in Santa Cruz, if you're a skater, you kind of have this like you're a pothead. Yeah, you just have like a bad like reputation just because you hold a skateboard, and uh, he wasn't any of that. And so he didn't drink just, till he was like 24. Yeah, the perception <laughs> of like just homeschooling in general is, I mean, it's changed now just because there's so many parents doing that because of the situation we're in, and that you know they don't want to get their kids. Uh, vaccinated they don't want to wear their kids having masks which makes sense right and so they're just mm-hmm. homeschooling they don't want to deal with the the school system and so you have more and more people doing uh the homeschooling but we had a lot of people like i had a lot of people just ask me about it and ask my wife to ask me about it because they wanted to know how we did it so it's like you just teach your kids yeah and you find ways that the way they learn and have fun with it try to have as much patience as you possibly can and they're going to turn out fine if if you work with them. It's a very fun uh, conversational piece right now because they'll see my daughter and they're like, "Oh, is she in kindergarten?" I'm like, "Yeah. Oh, what do you? Where is she going?" I'm like, "Oh, she's homeschooled." I'm like, "Oh, really? What made you want to do that?" I was like, "Well, yep. we were always going to do that." 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Well, what are you doing? I was like, well, I was homeschooled kindergarten, eighth grade. And they're like, oh, really? Like, yeah, it's, so, just, it's just more, oh, really? the whole yeah, time. Like, yeah. It just gets higher and higher. So it's a fun conversational piece now. Um, so I, I think we're starting to hit towards the end. So I think something that we want to start doing too is kind of like just touching on some maybe advice that we can give out there. So if you had a piece of advice to give those parents or fathers out there, what would, what would yours be for this episode? Uh, for me, it would be if you're interested in doing it, just try it. Worst case scenario, you have to put your, it just doesn't work for you and you have to put them back in school. But I would, if you have the time you have to, and you want to try the patience, dude, give it a try because you actually might find out how much you really like uh, teaching your kids how much you learn from your kids and who they are as like human beings and then watching that progression. And, and in the end you get to kind of con- control what they, what they should know at the, the level at their age, at the, the grade they're in. Um, but give it a try. I, I think it does, there's no harm in trying if you have the patience and the time to try it. And as far as uh, my advice, it's more of kind of along the same lines as you is if you can do it, go for it. You know, give it all you can. And really what it is too, it's, it's a you and your spouse conversation that needs to happen. It's, yes. a, it's something that you and your other half really need to agree on and be on the same page. What it does too, it, it also brings you guys closer together because it really makes you think about what you want your kids to learn, maybe how you want them to learn it. And what's, what's really cool too is that when you take vacations, your yes. kids are already going to be on vacation with you. There yes. is no planning that around their schooling, having them miss school or whatnot. You can have a lot more leniency with it. You can have a lot more fun, yes. you know, like getting home from work now and being with my kids. And if they want to do more school and they've already done school with mom, we can do it. Like it's just, it's a different aspect of life that most people di- don't get to really experience. So if you can do it, like Chase said, give it a shot, give it a try. And like he said, also, if, you, if it doesn't work out, you can put them in school and then you can really think about you can really think about where you want your kids to go to school like you had done with your kids. Yes. Um, so again, great episode um, to touch on our email address one more time. If you guys want to reach out, any topics, um, any ideas, uh, likes or dislikes or anything, um, it is fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. Um, future episodes, you know, we might have guests, we might not. We, we're definitely going to continue to change the topics and continue on with um, anything that we can to relate to what's going on in the world now. But it's always going to be about dads as much as we can. It's always going to be about our past and our experiences and our stories. And we hope you guys will continue to join us. So thank you. Thank you. And now you know that it never goes it exactly how you planned it. That's where the fun is Not knowing How the story goes